Welcome to the Goodish People podcast. I'm Jackie Pruitt. And I'm Hannah Jones. Goodish People is a podcast where we have conversations that are sometimes hard, sometimes funny, sometimes a little bit awkward, yet all the while we're just trying to figure out how to be good people in this world. Although let's be real, we're always just good-ish. Emphasis on that ish. Yes, emphasis on the ish. Join us as we laugh, cry, Ah, boo-hoo, I'm a baby. Oh, that was just embarrassing. Snort. Our way through life's most pervasive and relatable conversations. Like today's topic, which is about body image, Oof, which is a really deep and tough one to talk about, which we'll get into in a minute. So we're just trying to navigate adulthood to the best of our ability. There may be wine. There is right now. There may be coffee. There was earlier in the day. Maybe both, but always Chick-fil-A. Always, especially tonight and a couple weeks ago when I had it before... Um, before we podcasted a few weeks ago, and we still have yet to get the ice cream. So we really are not holding up our end of the bargain to ourselves from like two months ago. Uh, we'll keep you posted on that saga. TBD. TBD on the ice cream. TBD. Honestly, <laughs> every time we're like, we're going to go get it. And then we keep recording and we're having such a good time. And I look down at the clock and I'm like, dang it, Chick-fil-A, why can't you be open until midnight? Not 10 p.m. Come on. It'll be like 9.55. And I'm like, can we make it? It's like two minutes from the house. One day we will, and it's going to be excellent. And yeah, we're, it's, it's going to be an amazing experience. But until that day, uh, and until we get into our topic today about body image, we are going to get started with our, uh, you know it by now, not our highs and lows. This week, I'm thinking, Jackie, I'm presenting to you that we do frownies <gasps> and brownies. Oh my gosh, I love it. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with it. Um, it's wonderful. I do love brownies. I do too. And I really, you know, could use a brownie a la mode. Speaking of Chick-fil-A ice cream. Um, a la mode. What you know, that? a la mode as in, as in ice cream. It's a fancy no. word for it. Term oh for ice God. cream. I was thinking of it as commode. Like literally, like thinking of brownie, like out of y'all. Oh my gosh, I gotta get my head out of the gutter. I, literally. <laughs> okay, funny that you say that because there was actually one time in college where I was living on the sorority dorm, and my roommates and I decided to prank our next door neighbors. And one of my roommates, shout out Christine, got really creative, and she put she mixed together some brownie mix, and we brought it into the neighbor's oh. bathroom and like poured it all over their toilet in their toilet around their bathroom and like created a straight up crime scene mess and they were very disturbed um one of the best pranks oh i've ever witnessed God. i got to be a part of it but it was not my idea i wish i could blame it so what you're saying is next time i have the unfortunate enough luck to come upon a scene like that i should i should think that it's you that has something to do with it either it was me or out of conservation, you should smell it and then scoop it up and make some brownies <laughs> to not waste have, the mix. <laughs> oh, dear God. No, no, no. I, I have this thing where I have a super sensitive nose. So I guarantee you I'd be able to tell the difference before I stepped into the bathroom. Um, that's a good thing. Because it'll save you some, some uh, despair. Yeah. My brother, weirdly enough, not trying to call you out, Jesse, he does not have the ability to smell. Neither does Connor. Oh, yeah. Connor, Connor can hardly like. smell. Like, be like, do you like my perfume? And he's like, what perfume? I'm like, I literally just sprayed it on. He's like, no, it, does, it doesn't mean a thing to me. <laughs> What's super great about that is you can just rip one when you're in the living room together. And you can just be like, oh, this is normal, normal gouge watch at night. Yeah, he still gets mad at me. But I, I need to bring that up next time, actually. I'll be like, I thought you can't smell. This, yeah. is, this is very perplexing, yeah. sir. That's so interesting. But um, uh, to bring it back to the crime scene of a bathroom. <clears throat> oh, geez. Could be brownies, could be actual poop. You never know. Again, smell test and then preserve those brownies, you guys. Uh, let's get into our frownies and brownies for the week. Jackie, you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Mm, I want you to go first. I can very much do that. Okay, so I'll get started yeah. with my... Meh, meh, meh. I'll get started with my frownie. Meh, meh. Uh, my frowning for the week, I've had a pretty good week, so really nothing crazy. I just, I, my high, I'll get into some of my brownies. Uh, but I went on a vacation and I got back and I was sick on the way home and then was like, I've already been out of the office, so I can't miss any work. So I've just been kind of like fighting a 
fluish type cold thing. Um, but I went on a, I went on a cruise. So really I was fighting fate. <laughs> what a brownie on a real brownie. World, I know. I'm like, I'll never go on a cruise again. And then I went on a cruise and I got a little sick and I was like, dang it. Um, but my high was getting some time off from work and getting to go on a cruise with a bunch of friends. It was super fun and just a great time to kick back and laugh and like not take life too seriously for a little while and get out in the sun and be near the ocean. It's very restorative <laughs> for my soul. Jackie's laughing at me and how oh, the ocean restores my soul. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not it. The only reason why yeah. I'm laughing is because I just thought of my frownie that I wasn't on the cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I was so sad. Like we ended up, um, you can get into it because that was all for my high. It was just, I got to go on a cruise with a lot of friends. It was very fun and it's just good to be in the sun and by the ocean. Yeah. And the frownie was worth it because you knew you might get sick if you went. Because you're, yeah, you're yeah, getting yeah. sick was the frowning, like right? Small potatoes, right? Yeah. Small potatoes. Oh. Okay. Small potatoes in a big potato world. That's right. You know, one potato, two potatoes. I have potatoes, a corgi, so there's so many potatoes around me at all times. A bunch of tater tots. Yes. But I, I reason selfishly why I wanted you to go first. I'm not trying to interrupt your beautiful ocean story, but it was <laughs> about swimming with <laughs> dolphins over your to get your hair braided. about the ocean. <laughs> Honestly, good for you, though. Um, makes me... Makes me have even that much more FOMO. I'm just kidding. But really, um, no, I, I was kind of hoping selfishly that you were going to go first with your brownies and frownies um, so that I could think of something to say about a frownie. Because it really, it really has been a, a super solid last week, which I'm so thankful for. Um, really didn't, could not think of a frownie, which is amazing. Just, just too many brownies. It's just That's too much great. to be happy That's about. So good. So good. You know, just, I think, am I okay to jump to my brownie? Oh, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Oh, okay. I didn't mean, I just felt like easy I just, this week, you guys. All right. Yeah, let's make it like, keep, keep it, keep it, keep it, uh, keep it simple, stupid. Kiss. That's right. That's right. My economics teacher in high school used to tell me that. Shout out to Coach Devani. Um, what was I saying? Okay, so brownies. Um, my brownie was the fact that I had no frownies. I'm going to keep it that simple because genuinely I got to be outside a lot. I'm, I, I'm just enjoying life right now. I don't know. Like I've been sleeping well. I feel good. I have, I've had more energy this week than I've had in months and I can't really figure out why because I've been doing the exact same thing. I don't know, but I'm, I'm taking vitamin it, man. D Probably. The sunshine. Oh, you're right. You're Makes right. Big difference this time of year. It really does. I think I'm coming out of that sad. I'm coming into that that happy season. And I think a high is just getting to, re to record like this. It's like what I look forward to during the week too. It's such a, such a gift. Amen. And ditto to that. It really is a gift. We'll be like texting each other. I'm like that you're getting me through my work day to know that I get to record this week uh, and Same do something that we both are really excited about. So thank you guys out there for listening uh, to allow us to do this. We're going to do it anyway, but whatever. Um, <clears throat> so thank you for listening to our brownies and brownies and our brief story about brownies and frownies um, in real life pranks this week. Uh, but yeah, now you is watch the time. Out. Keep, keep your, yeah. no toilet is safe. <laughs> keep your eyes <laughs> and peeled, friends. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> eyes peeled, noses sharp. Keep your head uh, on a swivel. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Hannah is moving her head back and forth right now very quickly. Like it's swiveling. It's, I wish you could see it. Boom, boom, yeah, just boom, imagine boom, boom. it in your head. Uh, but yes, Jackie, let's go ahead and get into our topic. I know Jackie mentioned at the top that we're going to be talking about body image and just kind of societal expectations about the female body. Specifically, we can't really talk to the male experience because we're not men. Mm -hmm. So I'm not nope. going to pretend that I understand that. And then I just want to go ahead and disclaim at the top that we only know our own experiences and what people have shared with us about what it is like to walk through this life dealing with body image expectations and, and pressures. So at the top, we are not experts. We don't know everything. No, nope. what we do know is our own experience. And we just want to talk about it with each other because we know that this is a topic that we have found ourselves talking about a lot and is something that we both have really uh, serious and, and personal experiences with. 100%. And it's a topic that I think is really close uh, to both of our hearts, but in, in a way that's like really, really deep. So it's been a journey and I'm sure that every single person, um, you know, whether it's body image or 
something that's been emotionally um, stressful or distressful in your life where you go, okay, this topic is really sensitive to me because of the way that I was formed and shaped into like a human being. So like growing up in a way, but then also navigating that through adulthood. And I could talk for like a long, long time about it. I know that both of us could. And that's why we thought it was a great topic, especially with summer rolling around, getting those summer bodies out and getting a lot of the time with me, I'm like getting in the right headspace to just be okay with myself in all seasons of my life, which is such a work in progress. But again, Hannah and I are not experts on this topic whatsoever. We're just sharing our experience um, and putting it out there and in, in, in like a therapeutic way, just being like calling it like it is, calling out my experience, how I experienced it. Yeah. And I think our goal here will be for you to just you know, depending on your life experiences and where you sit, just hearing other people navigate it, making you feel more comfortable to do that yourself. And also to just know that everybody out there is, or a lot of people out there are struggling with similar or the same thing. So you feel a little bit less alone. Um, Mm -hmm. But to get us started, should we just dig into like our origin with this and this issue and go from there? I think so, because one of my first questions, I think, for the both of us was going to be, when did we become aware, like self-aware, that this impacted us? And I think that there's a huge probably backstory leading up to that. So it might be best to like lead with the history of it and then to circle back to like, this is when it clicked for me. Yeah. Like, oh, this is a problem in my life or this is something that consistently comes up and is a block for me. Yeah, I'm good with that. Let's let's go ahead and get kicked off that way. Do you have you put some thought into your answer? Yeah, I have put some thought into my answer because um, it's something that, to be fully transparent, like I think about a lot. It's it's a huge part of my life. Like it's Same. a day, it's a daily freaking struggle, man. And I'm I'm not embarrassed to say that, but I am. I am hesitant to say it because it's something that oftentimes, like I will hide from other people. Like it's not necessarily something that I like to talk about because I think that not that it like makes me like weak or something because everybody has their own struggles but it's something that I'm like so ashamed of that I feel these things but I know that's just a part of the human process um but I think growing up like I I was never and well I'll say this to begin with now let's set the scene right so I was born in 1995 um, Hannah was born in 1994. We're both millennials. We're at the very end of the millennials and we're at the beginning of Gen Z, essentially. Some people may call us zillennials. Some Gen Z people have made fun of me for saying that. So if you're Gen Z listening, LOL. <laughs> Again, keep your head on a swivel. Yeah. <laughs> Be you, careful defining yourself as any generation. Your toilet is not I definitely safe. identify more as a millennial anyway, because there's some Gen Z's that I'm just like, what is happening there? Yeah, I don't get it. I'm, I, you know, I appreciate the fashion, which actually that's kind of where I was headed. So we we grew up in this time where, um, when we would turn on the TV as kids, you know, there's Paris Hilton on the TV. Um, you know, there's Nicole Richie, um, Simple Life. There are all these different, um, TV shows showcasing really what beauty was defined as, as we were growing up. And, and Hannah, correct me if I'm wrong, correct me if you have another experience, but I was constantly looking at these, these, um, stick thin women always like like literally from the time I started like watching um tv oh yeah and I would say as somebody who watches way too much uh tv and film I've even been watching old films this week from the 50s and the issue is always there like the issue to stay thin was so present in those movies as well and I know a lot about on films that's how kids or the actresses were fed barbiturates or certain kinds of drugs to help them stay skinny, they would lose their appetite. It's been a thing with women for a long time, but you're exactly right that the generation we were born in is no different. And it was an increasing level of visibility into Mm -hmm. famous people's lives with all these tabloids and then eventually with social media, starting with, you know, celebrities getting on Twitter and then they got their own Instagrams. And now it's just like this whole world that you see. We can get into that whole world later. You're right. I mean, we were even, I was even watching my parents watch Friends in the early 2000s, late 90s. Mm-hmm. And those women were all very, very thin as well. And um, obviously there's 
a ton of talk around all of that since we've grown up and people have been interviewed. Those celebrities have given interviews and et cetera. Mm -hmm. But all that aside, we were looking at visuals of these very, very thin people. And I don't know about you. And my mom did everything she possibly could in my home to try to protect me from diet culture because she grew up in a world where diet culture was so prevalent in the mm-hmm. 80s, especially. Oh my gosh. Um, in Ooh. the 90s, there was so much like slim fast and in my pantry at all times and like the Atkins diet and all these different diets that my parents did. But she tried to really, really shield me from that and didn't want me to absorb it. And I really appreciate that. But at the end of the day, kids are, absorb- are observant and they, ab- they absorb what they see. And I saw my mom dieting often and making comments about her body and she tried hard for me not to hear it. So I hate that I did, but like I definitely caught that she didn't love that she wasn't stick thin mm-hmm. like men. And that's my genetic tree. So yeah. I can observe that. So pick up where you were going because we can get into my first moment of, of sure. real life later. But I want to hear where yeah. you were going Paris Hilton. For sure. No. And I I I wanted to make sure you know, not that we had to have the same experience, but I wondered if because, you know, we're basically the same age, it's like, okay, well, did you, were you seeing those same things as me? It was like every magazine I saw and like when the internet and obviously the internet was, was around before we were even able to use it. But like, for example, when, um, AOL came about. So like for you Gen Zers, this is what it is. Oh, well, I'm just kidding. I'm sure you know what it is. Instant messenger. I'm roasting Gen Z right now, and I'm basically and Gen they, Z. They Zillenial. don't care, oh, well. which is how I know I'm no. not a Gen Z. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. Um, but so, like, instant messenger, you chat people back and forth, you send pictures, blah, blah, blah. Essentially, you know, before we fast forward into what is today, Instagram, t- primarily TikTok, um, and, you know, we were being fed okay, this is like the look. And so I think at a very young age, I would say I was really aware that I was a little bit bigger than like other kids when I was probably like seven or eight because I would have kids like kind of like make comments to me. But like in retrospect, it wasn't like, oh, hey, Jackie, like you're fat or whatever. Um, It was more so like, hey, like comparing the way that we looked in certain clothes. And I was just kind of like, well, I I just kind of like accepted that that was, you know, my kind of genetic makeup. And, you know, I definitely looked like way more like my dad's side of the family growing up where, you know, I was not a stick thin kid. Like I was somewhat like I wouldn't, you know, maybe I was like a little bit husky, whatever. I, I like had a little bit of weight to me because I was a kid. I'm growing up and, you know, I still do now. It's like, okay, well, you know. I get in my NC. This is where she we're going to circle back to what I'm saying. Now, I don't. She doesn't now, but I understand where you're coming from and I don't want to belittle your, your thoughts. Yeah, you're fine. So like, again, like, and we'll circle back to this. Like I struggle to see myself the way that I actually am. Like I straight up, like, I think I have body dysmorphia, like genuinely, like I cannot see myself as a thin person, not r- right now. Not, I never have been able to, which is really really wild how like your mind can kind of trick you in that way but I just kind of had always been fed like you know by comments of like family or friends are like oh like yeah you look more like this side of your family and I'm like oh okay well that's not the side of my family like my brother and sister look like who are like very thin like growing up so I was always like had that in the back of my head you know you're gonna read between the lines kids I think are smarter and have more deductive reasoning than adults know you're going to put that together and it directly impacted you know definitely my my worth at the time like and still impacts you know how I how I view and like value myself and it's definitely gotten better over the years but looking back like I am really like thankful in a lot of ways for that because I think it's it made I, I don't know it's like it strengthened me a bit like I was able to like take you know, comments that people said or situations that happened where I was like, okay, this is just like a character builder. But at the end of the day, like it really has been to my detriment. I think it's been a huge mental block for me in my life. And, you know, you know, I want to get past that. But that's kind of just like an overview of my like childhood briefly. 
And that does that like resonate with you? Oh man. Well, first it breaks my heart for young Jackie, like to hear mm. that because my story differs a little bit um with its timeline, not in the sustenance of it, but in the timeline of of it. Um <clears throat> But I mean, to be seven or eight years old and to be hearing these things, and those are when you're creating like your core understanding of who you are as a person. And like, those are the things that are going into the files that you're mm-hmm. filing away as like, who is Jackie? Because you're just learning about yourself. And that's yeah. very heartbreaking because I met you as a teenager or maybe when you were 20. So maybe even as an adult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> adult in quotes I know air quotes quotes. (laughs) we're not really adults (laughs) yeah but like physically I guess we were kind of adults and um coming out of puberty I guess into adulthood and that is just like I've always seen you as and I, I mean this like very genuinely as like somebody that was so much the standard of what I want to be that I didn't even feel like, how can I become this person's friend? Because we'll get into my issues in a moment. But like Mm -hmm. you were in that category. So to hear that makes me do a couple of things. It makes me like weep for you as a kid because like no kid should hear that stuff. But like humans are humans. They're going to say things they don't understand the implications of. So grace to Mm -hmm. your, the people in your surroundings. But it still breaks my heart. Two, it makes me realize like no matter who I meet, it's very unfair for me to think that who they are today is who they are entirely um, from a visual perspective. And I know visuals Ooh. don't seem that important, but I think the way that we initially look at and think about people, we can make very quick judgments on them based on the way that they look. And it's not the whole picture. It doesn't mean that who they are now doesn't matter and isn't a, port, a part, an important part of who they are. Uh, but I do think that it means it's, it, I need to be better at stepping back and thinking like I'd rather know this person in full than deciding what I think about them based on what I see right in front of my face. And yeah, and then Ooh, that's three. wise. Ooh. I'm always finish. Really no, 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 you're good. Back. No, you're good. Back, but. I mean, it's it's not something. I I think I've been through seasons in my life where I've been better mm. at that than others. But I think the older I get, the more I feel like the adults I'm meeting are who they've been forever. And I just that's just not true. It's especially mm. not true about adults. Uh, it's not fair. Uh, but then three, yeah, it just makes me really reflect on my own story, which I will share now. Um. My so growing up, my backstory setting the stage. I was the mm-hmm. only girl in a family of three boys. I already told you a little bit about my mom and how she was always. I mean, she worked out every day. She wouldn't miss an exer- like an, a day to exercise. Um, she was always on and off diets, but she really tried her best to hide that from me. Like I can't express that enough. Like she really didn't want me to gain the same issues she had from her mm-hmm. own life, her own experiences. And I really appreciate that because my childhood. It was, I had friends come over and they'd be like, why do you guys have Sour Patch Kids in the, or Sour Patch Straws in your cabinet at all times? And like sodas in the, like in the cabinet. And like, we just could eat whatever we wanted at any point. And like, we all just had bottomless stomachs. Like we just stayed so fit all the time. We were just like, we were a very athletic family. Uh, We're very like muscular build. And my brothers and I were just like always active. And so nothing ever Mm. hit our system. And we just stayed that way through all of childhood until puberty, which not speaking for my brothers, I don't really know what their life was like. But for me, I had a couple of things colliding at the same time around the time I turned like 12 around middle school. I was swimming year round um, at a swim club. So I was burning a bajillion calories a day swimming. Um, when I would go to practice. And then I was also playing another sport uh, each season. So I was playing two, playing a sport and swimming at the same time all year and just like active, active, active mm-hmm. athlete and in probably the best shape I will ever be in in my life when I was 13 years old, which is hilarious to think about, <laughs> but whatever. Um, good for young Hannah. And just like out there crushing the game as an athlete, which was a huge part of my identity. Like being an athlete, I, I genuinely thought was like the only thing about me that had any level of worth. Um, but I wasn't thinking about my body necessarily yet. I was just a really shy kid and I was really hard on myself for other things. Like um, if I didn't feel like I was doing a good enough job in school, et cetera. Uh, so it wasn't until I quit swimming when I was in the seventh grade and uh-huh. I was now back to just doing one sport and I was hitting puberty at the same time. And I just started to like put on weight and I went from being like the fittest I've ever, I will ever be. And like, you know, in, in really good shape to being like curvy and way larger than my classmates. Like I wouldn't say that I was ever fat. I thought I was, um, 
in my perception, but I was genuinely like bigger than my friends. I was like adult sized all of a sudden, which adult sized in seventh grade is like large compared to these tiny prepubescent seventh grade girls. And I just carried the baby weight in my face still. And just, I don't know, I was very, very hard on myself and just Mm. didn't know. I went from like not thinking about my shape or my body ever because I just was always moving and shaking and being an athlete to just overnight being like, oh, I'm not, I'm not it. I'm not what I've looked at in magazines my Mm -hmm. whole life. Um, I never liked my face before, but now I don't like my body. And I was like, oh gosh, this is, this is not good. And from there on, I was just like very, very hard on myself, very aware of comments Mm -hmm. made. I once heard someone say, or my mom mentioned that she uh, was sad that, or she felt bad for me that I got her jeans and like, I'll never forget that. And I don't blame mm-hmm. her for, for it because she was just talking to her friend in confidence and I happened to overhear it. Uh, but that's that kind of stuff that gets filed away in your brain. For me, yeah. it was when I was 13 or 14 and for you, it was way earlier. Um, but that kind of thing in my brain just always stuck. And since then, I have never felt like there will never be a day where I feel like I'm fully the standard. There was a time in my life where I was really, really depressed and I lost a good amount of weight. and it's the only time in my life that I've ever felt beautiful. And mm. I was very unhealthy because I had no appetite. So I wasn't really eating much. And it's Jeez. really, really messed up that that's the only time in my life that I've ever felt confident in my physicality when I was like starving, basically. Not on purpose, actually. But <laughs> I've tried it on purpose. I'm not very good at that. Um, but anyway, that's just my story. Like, there's just so much. Like, there's so much to unpack there. Number one, yeah, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna go through my one, two, and three. Um, yeah, it's like I'm almost speechless because I understand, and I understand in 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 my own way too. But you know, I and I look at you, and I'm like, I hate to like know that you've gone through that and that you've experienced that, and it and because like I, you know, have never felt that way like the things that you have said to yourself in your head like I've never like nothing I can guarantee you like has ever come into my mind that's about you like that like I see you as so like the apex of beauty and so I'm gonna get emotional oh my god I didn't think I was gonna be emotional what the fuck we should have known this is a very sensitive topic for both ah, of us. Ah, I was just like, wow, I'm not really getting like emotional. Like before I was like, I'm not really getting emotional about this. And then I was like, whoa, I have tears in my eyes now. Shit. I need to go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really fucking do. Okay. I wanna have to leave that out. <laughs> we can put a little beep over it, like beep. Yep. Just in case. I don't know. It's fine. I got you. Hannah's got me, so I don't spiral right now. Um, but I say all that to say it's like crazy because we were talking before we started recording this and we were looking at so Hannah and I did a photo shoot for the podcast back a few months ago and we were both like looking at photos to post for Instagram we're like ah what do we what do we put on there let's let's find one of the two of us we like um and then Hannah mentioned to me what did you say again remind me exactly I just said I suspect that we're going to end up in a situation where the ones that I like of myself you dislike of yourself and vice versa Yes, which, of course, because, like, we're both so critical of ourselves. And then I looked at all of Hannah's, like, solo shots, and I was like, oh, my God, I wish mine were, like, in my head, I was like, oh, my God, I wish, like, my solo shots would have been that good because, like, mine are, like, trash or something, like, in my head, you know what I mean? And then... (laughs) Oh, yeah, I said, (laughs) before, you you didn't say that to me, and I was, like, I was looking through the pictures again, trying to find one to put into the graphic, and was like, man, Jackie, I'm really... Like your individuals are so good. I kind of wish I got better ones of myself and like that I posed better because I feel like you posed really well. And she was like, no way. Like I thought the same thing about you. And honestly, it just proves to us, like I think we both have very inaccurate views of ourselves. I think we've got people in our lives who have told us that we have very inaccurate views of ourselves. However, we've also got people in our lives who at some point have affirmed the negative side of the equation. Uh, and we you know, have a really hard time letting that go and stopping thinking about that. And ultimately just remembering that no matter what our body looks like, as long as it's healthy and it functions, that's what matters most. Like the gift is that we have a body that works, but mm-hmm. it is such a battle for us to work through all the 
or it is for me to work through all the, you know, sly side comments I've heard people make about me over the years or the comparisons to celebrities that are not helpful or, um, you know, just people are going through their own journeys too. Like, right. Everybody sees themselves differently from others, see each other. That's why we got to like continue to hype each other up and be like, Hey, here are the beautiful things that I see in you. And like, yeah. I want to, I just want to tell everybody that, like, I want to just wrap my arms around everyone. Yes. Like, you are all so special and beautiful because you freaking are. And it, what's that? Um, I can't remember the band off the top of my head, but it's like that song where it's like, um, it's like, it's no surprise to me. I am my own worst enemy and out and every now and then I kick the living shit out of me. Oh yeah. 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 Um, shit, it's I can't like, remember it either. Na, 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 na. but I was laughing while oh. you're saying that because there was a season in my life. There've probably been multiple seasons, but I remember there was one specifically, it was probably like high school or college <laughs> where I was like, I'm so mean to myself and I'm so nice to other people in my brain. Like I've got I'm mean to myself by comparing the things that I think are beautiful about other people to the things I think are ugly about me. And I stopped myself and I was like, I am on a mission to tell the people the positive things I'm thinking about them. And even if it's weird, I'm just going to tell them like, I think this is beautiful about you. So I literally would just like walk around with people and I'd be like hating myself for, I don't know, my legs or something probably. Mm. And then I'd look at a friend and I'd be like, you know what? I think you're so beautiful. And I think you have such beautiful, like, like you look so fit or whatever. And it probably made people feel so uncomfortable, but it was this like whole season of my life where I was like, just give compliments. <laughs> push them out, push them out. Turn your negatives into compliments and bo- bo- vocalize them to your friends because you know how hard it is to, you know, be in your own head about yourself. So they're probably in their own head. And it was just like this very funny intentional season where I said some pretty weird things to people. <laughs> I love the way the light hits your eyes. What did you say? I hope somebody that's listening remembers that season because I don't remember exactly when it was, but I like told people, I'm like, my intention is to just tell everyone every positive thing I think about them in my head verbally. Honestly, though, there are probably people that you'll, you will never know like the impact that that compliment like gave them. Like genuinely, like. No, I hope so. I'm sure it is. Saying the weird thing, like when people have complimented me, even if it's ever caught me off guard, um, if I didn't know them very well, I always remember that season of my life. And I'm like, thank you for doing that. Because I know it takes effort to compliment others because we're often caught in that cycle of seeing something Mm -hmm. about somebody else and then comparing ourselves. Like it's very similar to just being on Instagram and seeing a picture of like Gigi Hadid and then thinking about Uh my own face and being like, Um, you know, it's just like, what if I just stopped and said, she's beautiful and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a competition between me and her, which that is very hard for me to wrap my head around. I'm do you with do you, man. that? Are you like, oh, it's like for a me sure. versus them situation? Oh, always on on many different things. It, it's it it won't even be related to body image. I'm like, hmm, can I do that better? Like, I have such a strange and weird, toxic, competitive nature about myself, and I'm like, kill it. It's got to be done. I've got to get rid of it. I got to stop being my own worst enemy here. It's just yeah. very easy to do that. Oh, yeah. I remember like multiple people in my life have been like, so what if that person is blank? That doesn't mean that you're not blank. I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, sure. Like, just because that person has good hair doesn't mean you don't have good hair. I'm like, yeah, but like, no, it, it can't be like that. Somebody has to win. And I was thinking about this mm-hmm. mentality the other day. Um, I was telling Jackie that I was going through some stuff I took home from my parents' house. Um, it, just childhood stuff. I was looking through report cards. And just reading about little Hannah. Uh, and it's just like very evident to me that that competitive spirit has always been present in my life. And I wondered if some of it was being raised in the church. So I was starting to do some research of like good versus evil, right versus wrong. You get a spanking when you're bad. So like you should feel ashamed of being bad. And I, I wonder, and I, I have no idea if I'm right about this, but I, I have, a, have an idea that maybe that dichotomy of Christianity really affected the way I view myself too. It's like, well, there can't be, there has to be one person that's completely good and then nobody else can live up to that standard. But obviously I give more people, other people grace and I don't give myself grace. I hold myself to an impossible standard. And so I was just wondering if there was any correlation there because I seem to be way more black and white in the way I naturally think about things just with instinct than I would like to. And I've had people point that out to me before. Like, you don't have to think like that. Connor says that all the time. He's like, so what if that person is pretty? It doesn't mean you're not. 
Like, you're right. You're right. Why do I think like that? Yeah. It's weird. It's like if your brain has been thinking about that for like a certain number of years, like you're going to keep thinking that way. Like you're, you know, it's habitual. It's like, okay, well, to to form a good habit or whatever, I don't, I can't remember the statistic off the top of my head, but it's like to establish a good habit, you have to do this in a row for this many days. It's like, well, shoot. Okay. I had to establish a good habit by doing it for 24 days or whatever the number is. Oh my gosh. I've been having this horrible habit for 365 days times almost 28. It's like, okay, well, oh my gosh, how do I reverse that? And I really do think there's got to be something to standing in front of the mirror and being like, you are this, you are worthy, you are beautiful, you are. And like, maybe I got to start incorporating that. I know a huge thing that's helped me in my life is surrounding me around, uh, uh, surrounding myself around people, um, Hannah, like yourself um, and friendships who, um, not that they have to like compliment me all the time, of course, but who are genuinely there to support and, and encourage you because I've had a lot of toxic relationships in my life where, you know, I, there there's like this weirdness where it's like, okay, well, that person, not necessarily like they're bringing me down, but like they weren't encouraging me or supporting me in my life and, and helping me and seeing me in the best, best version of myself. Like they wanted to keep me like kind of down, like keep me in a box. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. That makes complete sense. And I think that's amazing advice to just find people that see you as a beautiful person, but, but more than that, like see you as a whole person with so much to give and remind you of yourself as a whole. Because for me, I can get so pigeonholed in the idea of like, I have to be beautiful that, and I don't know if other people think like this or if it's just being an Enneagram for and very visual individual, <laughs> but I can get so pigeonholed there that I forget that the rest of me really does matter more than just that one thing. And there's so much more to a person that makes them beautiful and the way that they live and the way they walk around and the way they exist in the world um, other than just what you see in a photograph. And I love that the people in my life remind me of me as a whole person and what I have to offer as well as being beautiful. And that's just a really good thing. I think, you know, ultimately for me, my main goal with this struggle is I would love to one day, and I know it sounds like a pipe dream, but maybe it'll come true. Just look at myself and not <clears throat> be so concerned with how beautiful I look and be more concerned with who I am, my integrity, um, how I am as a friend and all this stuff. Because I don't know if you relate to this, but the struggle to feel beautiful has led me to be sometimes a bad friend because I'll compare myself to other people and then not want to be around them because, you know, I'm jealous mm -hmm. or whatever that's happened to me in my life. Um, I, you know, sometimes will get so stuck in it that I get so selfish that I stop thinking about other people in the way that I would like to, and I'm mm. not proud of it. And then, you know, it just, it's, it also does people a disservice for me to not be working on the other parts of myself that provide more to them than the way I look. Like the way I look is just, I mean, we say it's surface level, but I mean, it, it's important. It's a part of how we're designed and how we're made, but it's not, even close to the totality of a human being and, and who we are. So my goal would be to be yeah. those things with the percentage of worth that they have mm -hmm. equally to the, to the measure of beauty while still taking care of myself. Like I, I understand you got to take care of your body. But like I said earlier, the time I was most proud of the way I looked, I was very unhealthy. So mm. I want to be healthy and I want to be happy with who I am as a whole instead mm -hmm. of just that one piece that I get really stuck on. And maybe I'm alone and getting stuck on that, but I definitely do. Yeah. Um, no, I, I relate, I relate a lot to that. I, I do relate a lot to the part about feeling like I'm doing others a disservice by thinking so much in my mind about what's going on with, um, how I'm viewing myself. And I, and sometimes like I'll take a step back and say, okay, well, shoot, I'm spending I'm expending all of this energy looking, I'm, I, I'm looking inwardly, but I'm looking inwardly on looking outwardly. So I'm going, okay, well, shoot, I don't like how I looked in this picture. I don't like how this looks on me or I don't like this and that and that. And I'm like just constantly critiquing myself. At the end of the day, that energy could be better spent, um, to your point, you know, uh, working on my, my, myself, like on the inside, what's going on with my heart 
how how have I been treating others? You know how, but should it be before I can really treat and uh, others well and take care of them, I really have to turn around. I have to take care of myself. Yeah, and, absolutely. Whew, I had a moment the other day where I was just like, you know, at work with my team, I was so burned out, and it was starting to kind of flow into my work, and I was realizing I wasn't really taking time. Uh, to myself to to get healthy mentally and not even necessarily about body image but if I could put a, as much effort on like taking because we love like I love to rest like I'm like oh when's my next moment to rest when's my next moment to recharge and it's like well if I could be if I could be that cognizant and thoughtful about like hey it's time to like hype yourself up Jackie like I think I would be a better person Yeah, it's such a complicated thing because it is something that, you know, with body image comes also just, you know, disordered eating and things like that, that I think most people struggle with. I I don't know as much about men's issues, but I would suspect they also have it, struggle with it too. Um, So it's it's a thing we face multiple times a day because we are, you know, societally expected to have three meals a day. So we're, we're forced to reckon with this struggle every time it's mealtime. And, you know, I really tried to learn to not beat myself up, but enjoy, but be healthy. But there's so much expectation. Uh, We were talking about societal expectation. There's so much on our backs when it comes to, you know, the fad diet of the moment, like, oh, let's be gluten-free or, oh, let's be keto or whatever. Like there's been a bajillion in our lifetime alone of fad diets that you're supposed to adhere to in order to be healthy or, you know, counting calories is something that you know, oh, I would definitely struggle with. Hole. And it's just, <clears throat> it's very challenging. But then the second that I feel free and I start eating what I want to eat um, and, and, you know, still maintaining a level of health, obviously, I beat myself up because I, <clears throat> sorry, I had to cough for a second um, because I may, you know, look over and see somebody eating better than me. And then I feel like, oh no, I'm falling behind. I might look worse than, you know, whatever. And I don't know what I'm scared of ultimately. Um, what, what am I running from and being afraid of? I think I'm ultimately running from returning to the person that I felt like I was in high school and like mm-hmm. felt like that. I'm so unloving towards that person. And I think in order for me to hype myself up and, and be encouraging to myself in the present, I have to really deal with that person in the past. And I'm kind of stealing from the Stutz documentary, but um, it, please go watch that. It's amazing uh, with Jonah Hill and Stutz, his his psychiatrist. But he talks about the inner shadow, and I believe that's what it was. Do you remember Jackie was the inner shadow? Ooh, it was. I think it was inner inner shadow or inner something self, like that. It's one like of the that. diagrams he draws, but yeah, it's basically mm-hmm. like the inner child portion of yourself that's constantly want to get let out and be taught that it's loved. But I think every time I give in to my body dysmorphia or my disorder dating or mm. um, my hatred, genuinely hatred towards my body, which is a temple, oh, um, I think I'm just keep like locking it further and further away into a box and saying, you're not loved because if I become you again, my life will end. Like, I feel like that's mm. how much I'm running from that past. And, you know, this is kind of the first time I'm really thinking about that. So apologize for the emotions, but like. My poor younger self. I mean, I genuinely don't think I have ever believed that she was truly lovable as a whole. I think there were pieces of myself in high school I would have told you were okay. But everyone who knew me knew I was crazy insecure. And like, I just didn't think that anyone could love me. It's kind of like, I would have never thought I would get married. I would never thought that I would have had a boyfriend, like all this stuff. And I just felt like the ugliest, ugliest little sheep in the room. How we lie. It's crazy how we lie to ourselves. We can convince ourselves of something that is so, so untrue. And, and it's, especially during that vulnerable time in your life, it's really hard to share that with others because by sharing that, it becomes real to you, even yeah. when it might not be reality, you know, with teenagers and being in high school. And yeah, you know, I wish it was hard for me to share. My poor high school friends knew all about it. They knew I hated myself. So I was, <laughs> I was that's my, not as open about. I, 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 I just can't not be open about my emotions most of the time. I've grown to be a lot more private as I've grown up. But like with that specific issue, my closest friends did know that I just felt so ugly. Like they knew that for sure. But 
I think that there are pieces of it, of course, that I was willing to share and probably pieces I didn't even understand until like, honestly, right now in this moment, some of the stuff I'm thinking about, um, it's just very sad to think about how quick I've run from that person. And that person is me. And I almost feel, I don't know if you relate to this, but I feel like I am trying so hard to be beautiful. And, you know, I, I've always loved fashion and style, so that's never changed. That's been my entire life, but like, you Mm -hmm. know, be fashionable and interesting and all of this stuff, almost to hope that people don't find me out as the ugly fat girl that couldn't afford the cool clothes. Mm, I'm sorry. <laughs> that just makes me want to cry. Oh my god. Because sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no. like, because like that's not. Mm, I just ah, I feel like we had a really similar experience. Because I feel like you just you just like said what what I've I saw myself as for so long and still see myself as that. Like oh, and mm, yeah. It's so hard ah, thinking emotions. like it's so hard mm. thinking, you know, just putting that together and thinking about if the people I know that love me today knew me then, would they still love me? And I know resoundingly that the people that love me today, the answer would be yes. But I think I've been running so hard and fast for them not to know that part of me. Um, or to, you know, hint towards it, but be like, I'm different mm. now that I haven't given them the chance. But how yeah. sad for, you know, young Anna and young Jackie that we I know we've done them such a disservice I know and it's like ah you know I haven't invited that per that past Jackie kind of referencing Jonah Hill's documentary that we watched like I have not invited her to the table like I wouldn't I wouldn't like ugh, it's like just sounds so shitty but like I wouldn't invite her to drinks with me and that's myself how freaking scary is that and you're you're not it is it's mm, intense and you're not alone like I feel the same thing right now and I you know I think it's I think it's ultimately good that we got to this place because for both of us we can realize like I would never think that about you I would love you as a whole I don't mm-hmm. care knowing you. I don't give a crap what you looked like, honestly, um, because you're yeah. so much more to me than that. But we're you like, and I know you would do the same for me. And so we can, from here, try to work on learning to love that part of ourselves mm-hmm. and not be afraid of it. It's like if I do look like I did when I was 16 again, my life won't end. I'm mm-hmm. still going to be me, and I will still be all of me except the way that I look today and like what's so bad about that and try to for me (laughs) I'm saying that right now it's in my head it's very hard for me to believe that that's not bad because that's where I am honestly today but I want to work towards letting that go and just allowing that person back to the table and to drinks you know yeah like asking myself to drinks again like how like my past self Yes. Like somebody that I try so hard to forget about. And it's not necessarily from like a mistake. Like obviously like I make mistakes. I'm human. And for a long time it was centered around, okay, well, I don't want to invite that person because I'm ashamed of like the mistakes that they made. But I think it's so revolved around how I just view that person in general, whether it was the mistakes they made, the way that they looked, the the space that they were in. When really, if I hadn't been in that space at all, I wouldn't be even who I am oh, today man. remotely. Oh, that's so powerful because oh, you're so, so right. Like for me, it's not just the way that I looked. It really is all of me. I think about who I was then and obviously I'm still me, but there's so much about me that's different now. And like we said, it's been a concerted effort to be different. And mm-hmm. I've been hard on my mistakes or on the way that I feel like I treated people or Um, how much I was like militant about theology to a point that I think it hurt people and myself. Um, I don't want to hang out with that person, but I need to learn to want to hang out with them again, because you're right. Like I wouldn't be me today and I wouldn't have learned the empathy that I have for other people, which is like one of the strengths I'm proud of if I didn't experience being the girl that nobody noticed or at least feeling like the girl that nobody noticed. Although I have pretty sneaking suspicion that it was accurate. (laughs) 
yeah, it's just, and yeah, and I, but it's crazy is like you would say that, but I know that, like, I, and obviously I, I, we weren't friends back then, but like, I feel like, oh my gosh, how could I have not noticed you? Just, just, well, a lot of it's on me, personality. A lot yeah. of it's on me because I hid myself because I was ashamed of how I looked and was re- I've always been shy. That was, that's just something that I still am to this day. I'm not an outgoing mm-hmm. person. I'm very friendly and love people, but I'm not outgoing. And that, that was a part of it. So I was shy. And then I also mm-hmm. wasn't, I had no confidence. So nobody was going to notice me because I wasn't going to step up and say hello. It was not really anybody's fault per se, uh, but it's just how it ended up shaking out. And I'm kind of mad at that girl for that too. Like, I wish I had had more confidence. I wish I had had so many other things like body image aside. Like we, that's usually where it starts for me, the way I look. And then it, it is just like dominoes <laughs> with the rest yeah. of it that I start beating myself up about. But Mm. But yeah, I love that imagery of just wanting to get back to a place where you can invite sixteen-year-old Anna to drinks, even though it's, she can she can have an NA badge. Yeah, she can. She although no, this is Europe. Loose. I was so yeah. rule followery as a child that you know I I wish I had made some mistakes at a younger age so they didn't feel so heavy when I was older. So maybe I can uh, let her drink and then she can feel bad about it. Yeah, and then she can yeah, and then she can really <laughs> yeah, she'll be fine. And then she'll make a mistake at sixteen, and we'll like learn by the time she's twenty six that it's okay to sin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. It's all gonna work out well for you. I promise. But it's just because, you know, I, I am, we invite people all the time to have drinks and to share in, 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 you know, community with people. And it's like, wait, how can I bring my full self to community if I cannot have community with myself? Oh, man. Damn. That one oh, hits that just, that just freaking just came to me. deep. That hits deep. And you know what it makes me think about beyond even just the work I have to do with myself and internally to be in community with myself, it gets me excited. I'm not so excited about the work with myself, but it needs to be done. But it gets me excited about doing that work with other people and helping them do that and being intentional about learning about somebody as a whole and their whole life and their whole person. Maybe I don't want to sit down and do an interview of them so they give me every detail, (laughs) but I do want to know people holistically and I don't want them to be afraid to share that with me. And I want to be intentional about that. That kind of makes me excited to get to know people in a way that's like more meaningful, you know? Yeah, it is exciting because then you're bringing more of your full self into the conversation too. And you're like, not that you have to like give all your cards away and be like, this is me. Like the first, you know, because obviously you got to get to know people and stuff, but absolutely. You got to be careful with who you, uh, who you choose to be vulnerable with. Yeah. And I've, I've learned, I've, I've learned that lesson you know, I feel like in the in the past five years, it's just like, okay, well, I need to be careful about who I'm, you know, opening up to about certain things and like really protecting myself. But at the same time, you know, oh, I can't protect myself for myself, though. That's not that's not serving you well in my life. Um, the deeper I've gone in life, just internally being like, okay, well, what do I have to sort out? What's going through my mind? How is that impacting the other people? Like cut all of that out and be like it's most simple basic form how how am i doing how how is past jackie doing hey past jackie how are you doing because the way that i'm treating her right now in my mind like she probably hates me too right now she may not even know to hate you she may just keep hating herself you know right and ultimately she doesn't really know about me though I only know about her. Yeah. We're really getting like mind up. That's here. really, that's really fair. I feel like <laughs> looking at my past self, and this is going to sound really inflated and prideful, and I don't mean it to be like that. So, so, so stay with me. <laughs> stay with me. I feel like the movie 13 going on 30, where like I was just this dweeb that just wanted to be cool. I mean, I even found this poster from the stuff from my parents' house of cutouts from magazines, like all, you know, Christian Bale, obviously on there and, um, some others as well. Heath Ledger, he was still alive. How sad. Um, but anyway, it was like one of those magazine cutouts from nineties and nineties kids made. Um, so I was looking through it and was like, wow, I totally had this whole life in my room where I like envisioned being this person with a fashionable and interesting life. And I've ended up in an adulthood where I do have a life where like I get to show my personal style, which I love. So I'm fun. Stabbing. 
I do have a very handsome husband that loves me. More importantly, he really cares about me and makes me feel safe and free to be myself. Um, encourages me to accept myself more than anyone really that I've ever met. And like we're living in the city and doing a lot of things that I had envisioned. But what I didn't expect when you look at yourself from this from the scope of a rom-com is really having to look back. And I guess Jenna did this in 13, 13 going on 30, but I just never thought about it. Like having to look back at that person and then reconcile with the fact that you're still them. Like that's still you. You've just moved in the direction of the things that you wanted, you didn't want, you've moved in a direction. For me, I have moved in a direction of the things that I guess I dreamed about as a kid and I should be really grateful for that. And I should be grateful that that kid dreamed of these things because otherwise, where would I be? You know, like I would, there's so much more that I want for my life and so many bigger things. I'm not saying that I've arrived by no means. Uh, There's a ton more I want to accomplish personally and professionally. But at the end of the day, I should be grateful for her for at least jumpstarting this very shy person with a lot of fear and a lot of lack of confidence into a semblance of a future that gives me what I wanted. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything like you're not being cocky or anything by saying that. You're like literally calling out facts. I had this dream when I was younger. I did it because of my younger self had that dream. (laughs) I'm not... A publisher or um, working in any of the fields I wanted to be in. So I'm still a human being with a lot of dreams I have been too afraid to pursue. So there's that. But ultimately, my my main point of all that is like, I need to look back at little Hannah and be like, thank you for being you. Because I wouldn't be me, like you said, Jackie, if it weren't for you pasting together all these stupid magazine clippings and watching movies pirated in your bedroom. Statute of limitations question mark. Oh, that was against uh, the law. That's bad. Yeah, I know. That's, that's the really one thing bad. I broke because I've always loved movies or reading old novels when I should be not doing that because I'm <laughs> like way too I should be cooler than that. Uh but like just thank nah. you for being like true to who you were as you were dealing with all the rest of this nasty storm of self-hatred because eventually it got you to a place where you got to be more open and expressive about those yeah. things that used to only be concealed in my room. So that's kind of cool Facts. to see. It is cool to see like full circle. And you kind of got me thinking about it too. And I'm like, oh yeah, 100%. I feel like I'm there myself just in terms of obviously like I still have dreams and things I want to accomplish. But if I were to look back and I think if past Jackie were to see me now, that they would be proud of me and the things that I've done. And I'm proud of myself. But it's like, okay, well, I think I could be, I think I could be a lot more at peace and I, I wouldn't be as intense on myself if I can accept my past self and embrace her and not beat her up at all I think that that would do wonders for me I think it would do wonders for you and it's like a it's like a work in progress um you know we're on that carousel of progress that's right, which we will be riding in September. Yeah, we will. <laughs> We're heading there. But yeah, I think it'll do wonders for us. It'll do wonders for us on the carousel of progress. It'll do wonders for our relationships too. I think about my so many of my friendships where my <clears throat> self-loathing or the expectations I put on myself have really held me back from being a good friend because I don't give myself grace hardly ever. Um, it's just such a double standard with the way I treat others because I want to keep grace on other people that I'm not willing to give to myself. And like, it's going to do a wonder for us in so many different ways. If we just start trying to, and I know this is an ongoing thing. We've both been working on this area for years and years and years. Um, Mm -hmm. not been just like waiting around to deal with this, but this is a new way to look at it. I think with some distance from the time in which we first became aware. Yes. And we've had, you know, for me, it's, it's been like a little over a decade. And for you, it's been longer than almost two decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be working on this, but it's it's space to look at them as different yeah. portions of ourselves and and learn to love them. So I Oof. think it's going to be good. I hope that you guys out there are at least relating to some of this and can be looking back at little you and mm-hmm. remembering that that person matters. That that person and your life and your experiences and the people that surrounded you at that time, all of it matters and got you to where you are today, good or bad. And this just it. Good or bad, it's something to reconcile with and and to accept and move on. Um, maybe you've already done all that. Maybe you're way ahead of me and Jackie. But if not, wow, I hope you enjoy hearing I'd us talk about it. Page. I'd love to take a page out of your book. My numbers posted on them. 
<laughs> yeah, call me up. Tell me all your secrets. I, I've got to know how to oh, do it, please. Man. Yes, seriously. Well, I guess I don't think I have anything else necessarily mm-hmm. to add to that conversation. Do you have anything else? Um, Not necessarily other than next episode will be a little more on the lighter side. This one was a little bit of a heavy one in the heavy best hitter, of ways. A heavy hitter for sure. Yeah. But in that home run, straight out into orbit. In that home run. Yeah, straight into orbit. If there are any tears on the next episode, it's going to be because we laughed so hard we almost pooped ourselves. That's right. And we want to create a cadence where we release some heavier conversations. And then, you know, the next week we follow it up with some stories from our life that are funny or maybe a more lighthearted conversation or something like that, just to keep it fresh, keep it not so heavy every week because this one is obviously heavy. But don't worry, we'll be back with the heavy hitters uh, after next week. Um, But yes, look forward to the lightheartedness. But on that note, should we do our carryouts? We should totally do our carryouts. Like my older question wanted like a carryout. JT, shout out to you. Boom. If boom, you're gonna hear boom, this, boom. you won't. Boom, bam. Okay. Do you wanna give your carryout or do you want me to give my carryout? Um, I can start with mine. So this All week right. in I my carryout this week that I'm packaging up in a nice uh, to-go box from a Chinese restaurant, because that sounds good that's to me. Right I was now. envisioning mine. Okay, heck yes. We're getting Chinese wow, takeout. Uh, okay, so my carryout is that uh, part one, I want to forgive myself for the fact that this has been an issue in my life for so long. I want to be rid of it and I don't want to think about it, but I want to give myself grace for the fact that um, I, it's okay that it's still a struggle. And then two, I want to be proud of myself for the progress that I've made because I really, really have made a whole heck of a lot of progress in this area. If you knew me a lot longer ago, Jackie, you would know because it was a really, really, really bad. Like I was, I was terrible in the realm of self-confidence and I've, I've grown a lot more in that and just have grown so much in my self-concept. Um, and I'm really glad about that and want to use that as fuel to focus on accepting a little baby Hannah and uh, yeah, and, and working towards a place where I can at least have a healthier perspective on who she was and stop being so dang hard on her. Mm. That's my carryout. Ooh, I like that carryout. I think that summed it up really, really well. Um, I, and I think it's roughly similar to my carryout. Um, similar because we're envisioning the same to-go boxes. I was picturing a Chinese box. I must be hungry. I'm going to make some popcorn after this, probably. Um, if you Sounds want like a great plan. plan. I'm excited about that. But I would say that my carryout would have to be... It's a journey. I'm still on the journey of accepting my past self. And that I think there's a lot more work I've got to do. I've, I've come a long way from when I was a small child, a wee child. But I've got to be like this is this is this conversation is challenging me to take more time to reflect on how I view myself today and accepting how I viewed myself throughout my childhood, throughout my teenage years. Um, And it's been a journey, but also like. I want my carry out to be inclusive of like. I'm going to challenge myself more too to continue to call out the beauty that I see in other people because there's so many times during the day where I'm like, wow, like I really like, like I'll just be at a store or something and like person checking me out is like, I'm like, oh wow, I really like, I really like um, that person's voice or like I really like the way this person's doing that or, um, and it's not always just even physical. It's like, oh, like I love the way that you handled the situation. I love this project that you worked on. I love how you value these things in your life. Like I love the way that you light up when you see XYZ happen. Like I want to incorporate that more into my language. Um, and I think I'll be better at doing that when I'm gentler to myself. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see what's next. I'm excited for you. And can I throw ah. something? Are we still at the drive through window? Can I throw in another carry out? Please, I'm still hungry. Bring on, bring okay. on more food. Yeah, we're packing up more wontons. <clears throat> yep. Um, so I wanted to just add, I also just want to carry out the idea that health is what matters the most because that's really, really hard for me to remember. But I know that it's true and it's so dumb yeah. that it's hard to remember because who gives 
a crap about body expectations and culture. And, you know, it, I just want to learn to not care about that because ultimately being healthy is the most important. And I want my to, as I'm being proud of my progress, I want to start reframing the way I look at exercise, the way I look at food more than I have already. I've, I've made good work, but start to learn about it in a way that really pushes me towards health and, and try to stop thinking about my actual physicality as much and, and like what the mm-hmm. casing looks like ultimately. Um, yeah. I care more about being healthy because I like when I think about, you know, maybe one day wanting to have kids or, um, you know, thinking about getting older. I'm like, I want to just have a healthy life where I can be around for the people in my life that I love. And hopefully I can think about that more and focus more on that, which, you know, it's probably never going to be perfect for me to think like that, but I hope I can a little bit more. I like that add on. I think the biggest thing out of this is like just just thankfulness for health, like being healthy and um, everyone is struggling with something internally. Like every single person is, if they're saying they're not, they're lying to you. They're lying to themselves. I've done it. We've all done it. We've all been there. Um, And I don't know what yours might be about specifically, but it all does tie back to health. Like that's the most important thing in all of this. Um, And then continuing to encourage ourselves to just stay on the path of mind mindfulness and being healthy and um encouraging one another and in your friendships and at times to stay healthy. Hey, how are you doing? Checking in, mental health wellness check, like what's going on with you? Um and creating a space for people to really talk about it and have those conversations because uh you know sometimes they're few and far between and you won't necessarily have that readily available. So um, I just want to keep creating a space for that and, and moving forward and being the best version of myself that I can be in this day and age while also accepting who I once was. Um, And I'm sure I'll be having some of these same conversations 10 years from now. And I'll look back and go, wow, remember when Jackie said that thing on the podcast that was Crazy Town USA. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I do remember that. Wow, she's got to stop beating herself up for that. Just a silly, a silly example, but um, kind of, you know, tangenting off of, of that. But I would say that that is my carry out from the episode with an extra bag of fries in addition to the Chinese that I'm about to eat. Because I guess that I'm really like hungry. like a good mix. I love it. Well, if you guys have any thoughts or comments or suggestions or this maybe certain new conversations that you would like to have and you don't know who to have them with, feel free to shoot us an email at goodishpeople at gmail.com. We're always happy to talk. Um, This is something that obviously we've got a lot of stake in this conversation and a lot of experience. Um, I'm always comfortable to talk about it with anybody that needs to uh, way better to get it off your chest and to open it up and realize you're not alone than to get stuck in it. So please, please shoot us an email, goodishpeople at gmail.com. Yes. Hit us up. We love you, goodish people. We love you. Bye. Bye. Catch you next week. <laughs>